all the time sex. on my mind sex. everywhere i go sex. i'm trying to let you know sex. it's stronger than any drug even love Can make it crazy, can make a baby all night long. It's the perfect song, stronger than any drug, even love. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kyle, aka The Perfect Gentleman. And this is your boy Jay with the Sway Soul and the Velvet Vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones Live, All War, Everything, Answer E, All of the Above, aka Snapple Facts. And we're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with another episode of Bourbon and Boy Shorts. Two single fathers, two single guys talking about love, life, and drinking libations. Uh, who are we inspired? What are we inspired? Who and what? Yeah, so we oh, got we, we we brought back the Dominican rum, um, straight from the DR, the uh, the Bar- Imperial, the Barcelo. I can't, you know, my Spanish Barcelo. is trash. Barcelo um, Imperial, or Portuguese Imperial, or whatever it is. Barcelo Imperial. Yeah, that's so that's good. where we at right now. That's good. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, ready to jump into it? Let's jump into it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So tonight, Get done. tonight we have a very, very, very uh, interesting and probably uh, some soul. Reaching uh, Talk tonight um, I just met this woman uh, Maybe about 15 minutes ago So um, She has a very Interesting I guess perspective And view uh, In some areas that you know Possibly we haven't covered And things we might start discovering About ourselves tonight So um, I'm very excited to You know get this thing started And uh it's gonna be fun. So, starting to, I'll let her introduce herself and we can get this thing going. So, if you will, I don't mind if I do. I am Tara Davidson. I come with a lot of titles. I'm a behavior analyst. My master's is in psychology. I am also a psychotherapist, and I am a certified clinical sexologist. And for those that don't know what a sexologist is, it's a person that studies human sexuality, but it's clinical because we had to learn the medical perspective of it. Everything from how hormones impact our behavior. And yes, our hormones do impact our behavior, especially our sexual behavior. So that's who I am. Well, thank you for coming on today. Let's toast it up. Or are we gonna let our our, our, no, our, I, our special special guest introduce we, themselves? Uh, oh, I ain't think I ain't think she wanted to be uh, on. So I that's mean, why she I asked listen. for the mic. And she, yeah, she did ask I'm for the mic. My bad. Because I'm nosy. Well, back at it again Ew. with another one. Uh, she uh, we got no fan McFadden in the building. Doctor <laughs> Doctor McFadden's in the building again. One more time. Uh, what, 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 My what, podcast. You wrote your role. Season Saint. Yeah, Season Saint. That's what it was. Season Sainthood. Yeah. Yeah, she's here with uh, backing up her bestie, so um, you'll be hearing her chime in every now and then. So the amen corner, yeah, the yes. amen, corner. <laughs> the prayer circle, or the I don't agree corner. She might not agree. You never know. know. We gonna find out. We yeah. gonna find out. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so official toast now. We already. Oh, well, thank you not. for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah at least uh, for appreciate that. it. All right, <laughs> all right. Thank you, thank you. Everybody's here. So. Uh, jumping right into it So sexologist That's what we gonna focus on All the other stuff We'll kinda cover it in a little bit mm-hmm. So how'd you get into that? Okay So 
originally when I decided that I wanted to be a therapist, um, I wanted to be a criminal psychologist. And then I realized that you got to work with criminals. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to focus on a different type of behavior that was less controllable. And that came down to sex. Sex has always been interesting to me. When I was an undergrad, I went to Old Dominion and originally. Yeah, I went to Old Dominion. (laughs) Um, And my. My focus then was um, sexology, sex education, all those things. But I had a mentor. It was an older white woman. Hmm. And she said, in order for you to do this job, you have to be comfortable with people shitting on themselves. You have to be comfortable with that being a sexual desire of theirs. And I was like, oh, no, this is the wrong field. I, hmm. I'm not going to be able to do that. And so I, I backed out of it for a while. And then I came back to it. Because once I started jumping into becoming a therapist, sex was still the thing that's like, okay, it's a behavior, you're a behavior analyst, and you are really interested in it. But in our community, we don't talk about sex enough. We don't have enough education about a lot of things. We don't talk about it. Everything is hush. The way we grew up, you don't really talk about sex in the household. A lot of us learn things from our partners when we are younger. We learn mm-hmm. things from TV, from porn, from magazines, from all these different things that are not necessarily helpful. And so I wanted to figure out a way to be able to inform others and to inform myself at the same time. So, you know, you start educating yourself. So how, so how do we get the education in the community? You went to Old Dominion, so you got it from the textbook. But how, how should the community be taught? So I didn't necessarily get that part of the education from Old Dominion. Okay. When I went to Old Dominion, my bachelor's was in criminal justice and my second bachelor's was in human services. When I went to get my master's, I got my master's in psychology and behavior analysis. Mm-hmm. After that, it was my clinical psych certificate. And that was through a program. She's a black woman and she's a doctor and she's a sexologist. It was through her program. And she had a lot of things to discuss as far as the community and black people and things we just don't talk about. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that had me interested. We just don't know about the medical perspective of it all. We don't understand intimacy well. We don't understand eroticism well. And we don't know how to get the information. Mm -hmm. So now we we live in an age of the internet. So you can Google anything. If you really want to know, you really want to understand, you just jump on the internet and you kind of Google. You can ask somebody um, through IG. You can watch IGTV. You can watch YouTube. There's a thousand ways to learn. But how you receive the information to me is the most impactful part of it all. The thing that I also learned is that being in this particular field, IG has a lot of sex positive pages mm-hmm. that are culture specific. Like Afrosexology is one of my favorite ones because they talk a lot about uh, black women, black men, all the different sexual definitions, LGBTQIA, um, heterosexual. They talk about all those things, but they talk about it from a, a perspective that we don't always get to see. So, So I'm hearing everything you're saying and I think what drove your... Your curiosity was in this research and this study in this area is that the information wasn't present, I guess, or isn't present in our community. Yeah, for me, uh, it was miseducation. Like miseducation. I went, mm-hmm. okay. I went to Lake Clifton. Lake? What you? Yeah. And I can't. I ask y'all fair. My brother <laughs> went to Lake, so I'm curious if y'all went the same class. Oh, she's I graduated in 2000. So, mm. um, but I went to Lake Clifton. You. Okay. And we from Lake to Old Dominion. Yes. Where's the article about that? (laughs) (laughs) And listen, you have no idea because I had to graduate in summer school. My final year, I graduated in summer school. All my friends graduated on time. I went to summer school. Yeah, I didn't go to school. I was a horrible, 
horrible student in high school. So how do you get the older man? Because I'm <laughs> because I'm a great student. Okay. I I wasn't given the tools, and I didn't. You know when when you come. If, Oh, I'm about to throw my parents under the bus. Don't you dare. No. I am. Go ahead. When you, uh, my parents were going through a divorce okay. um, when I was 13, 14. And so you're going through that in your formative years. Mm-hmm. And so you're learning to understand everything about relationships and intimacy in the years that, that are formative. So when you go into high school, you're learning things and you don't have that support that you may need to get you through certain things, to have conversations. And I couldn't have the conversations. So in high school, it Everybody was so caught up in what they needed to do that it's like, well, nobody, nobody cares. So why should I care? Before this, I was a straight A student, mm-hmm. but I was, I'm a, I'm a from New Jersey originally. I moved to Baltimore when I was 13 and Ooh, then shock. we met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was a culture shock, but a good culture shock because it gives you both sides of the fence and you need mm-hmm. both sides of the fence to survive. But if you come out of Baltimore and you survive, you can survive anywhere. I, agree. I went to the military after that. And what branch? Navy. Nice. Yeah, you learned a lot about me today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of lives. <laughs> but um So you went from Lake to the Navy? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, okay. So okay, that this is making sense now. Got it. Right. <laughs> That's how I ended up at Old Dominion yeah. because I was stationed in Virginia. I was gonna say, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you know, we didn't Man, we didn't know anything about sex and the emotions that it comes with in high school. Mm-hmm. You see a boy or you see a girl, you like them, you do all these things that you don't even know what you're doing. And you don't know how emotionally taxing it's going to be. And you don't even realize the spiritual tax it's going to take on you until you're grown. Mm-hmm. So. What, what conversations, because Kyle, Kyle and I are both fathers, what conversations should we be having with our children? Mm. You know, because we're talking about formative years, but, so, mm-hmm. but you know, you're mentioning in high school, you know, there are a rush of emotions. Mm-hmm. And I argue those emotions or feelings are happening in middle school as well. Mm-hmm. And those of the if the if the information is not in the community already, mm-hmm. um, that means our parents probably don't have the tools or the knowledge to share with us yeah. at that time. So what should 11 year olds, 12 year olds, 15 year olds be hearing? Well, my oldest is seven and she'll be eight in February. And I have conversations with her about understanding her body. One of the biggest things that we do that we should kind of veer away from is teaching our kids that all of these things are private. They belong to you. Right. Mm -hmm. But you still have to be comfortable in them being yours. You have to be comfortable in being able to say, "Okay, hey, I don't like this. I don't like that. And being able to speak on it without being ashamed of it. Sometimes we we fear saying certain things because we don't want our kids to be ashamed of certain things. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to give them too much information because we fear them saying something to some other child. And then the parents saying, well, your kid said the word penis to my kid and so on and so forth. But you want your kids to know these things. The reason I personally don't teach my daughter to say, um, cutesy names for a vagina and for butt, because I want to know exactly what she's talking about. If she says someone touched her here. I want her to be able to say that particular word to me so that I can know, okay, no, she's not, he didn't touch her hip or she didn't touch her hip. It was actually her vagina because that's what she was taught. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a matter of teaching kids comfort. You don't have to teach your kid the actual word if you don't want to. It's a personal parental preference. But you got to have conversations early because by the time these kids get to middle school, they've already had conversations. I have a girlfriend whose daughter is nine and believe me, she understands she understands what, what sex means and what, what, where babies come from and what a penis is and where it goes. These kids know these things. But, but is uh, understanding what sex means mm-hmm. the same as understanding where babies come from? No, but 
giving them a basic understanding of that is important. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we do sometimes as parents is we'll say, okay, well, sometimes this this seed is planted here and, you know, we'll go uh, kind of around what it is. And that's fine too. But at a certain point, you just ask them what it is that you know. And that will give you kind of the baseline of where to start Mm -hmm. to talking to your kids. Say you have a say you have an eleven year old, mm-hmm. and you say to him or her, "So tell me what you know or what you think you know about sex," okay. and they'll give you kind of their watered down version of it because they're not going to say, "Well, we've been talking about this and that." They're not going to say that. Mm-hmm. But if they do, now you have a conversation to have. But it's better for them to go in knowing some of this stuff than than to kind of guess. Right. So just gauge where they are, whatever age they are. I would say definitely middle school by the time they get to high school they already know all of this stuff mm-hmm. they don't really know what's going to happen once it happens they don't really know how they're going to feel and all that stuff but they definitely know that this goes in there and that it causes an effect mm-hmm. and they they may have been touched on the arm they know their body feels a certain way because at the end of the day our kids are our kids but they're still human beings so they're gonna they already have a certain amount of hormones that that does not change Mm -hmm. whether they are children or not certain things are going to arouse them arousal happens in the womb that's the in utero thing Mm. boys have erections while they're inside their mother like these are things that happen with a human person period so because they're our kids, we want to shelter all them. We want to shelter them from that. But boys, when they're 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, they're getting erections. They're having wet dreams. Like these are conversations. They're, they're terrified of what's happening with their bodies. So us as parents have to come in and kind of comfort them. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we're doing. We're not trying to scare them out of their sexuality. We're trying to comfort them into it because their body is going to change whether we want it to or not. So our job is just giving them a sense of comfort, whatever that means for your parental comfort too. Cause a lot of this is you have to be comfortable as a parent. Yeah. So. Hmm, that's real. So what, what are the differences then in the sexualities and the hormones and from the, the ages that middle school age, that high school age to that college age. And then, and then my thought is, or question, is there a, a stage after that 22 year old leaving college? Like are there stages of your sexuality or the, the hormone development? That, you know, we think once you're 18, you're an adult, but Mm -hmm. are are we still growing? Not in sexual, well, maybe sexual desires, but just physically. Well, I mean, everybody is different, you Mm -hmm. know, like everybody has a certain level of certain hormones, but everybody is different. Like, let's take men, for instance. Mm-hmm. Some men have more vasopressin than others. What is that? Vasopressin <laughs> is what people call the 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 faithful gene. The who? They call it the faithful gene. Whoa, whoa, let's let's, let's unpack this now. Let's, let's. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the faithful hormone. If you have more of it, you're more likely to be faithful. So it's have- yo. <laughs> No, I'm let's, let's finish this. Yeah, finish this. I gotta. I might. If you have less of it, then you're less likely to be faithful. So but it's genetic. Don't you take that and run with it. I'm gone. Because at I'm the sprinting. end of the day, I'm down the block. <laughs> at the end of the day, you have choices you, uh, in there too. Repeat that gene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is a hormone. Oh, I, oh this is I mean, a great hormone. I got, I got, What's it called? It. It's a hormone. It's called vasopressin. Vas. <laughs> V-A-C? V-A-S. I got it. E-R? Oh, Vaso. Vaso. Uh-huh. Press. Mm-hmm. P-R-E-S. <laughs> Sent. Uh-uh. S-I-N. S- Two S's. Two S's I-N. Mm-hmm. Vasopressin. 
Got it. All right. Gene. It is it's the, a hormone. It is the hormone that what? It is. Oh, it's a hormone, not a gene. It's a hormone. Yeah. A hormone that. It's. Oh, Lord. It's, they <laughs> call it. Should have these niggas education. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, the education might work against you, so don't get too excited now. All right. 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 Because there, there, is, there still comes your own judgment happens you know of course. at the end of the day we're still adults so just like um with women we have our estrogen and sometimes mm-hmm. you know we want to cuddle after sex and men are like bang bang let me get out the door that that's a hormone thing mm-hmm. like for women for once the moment happens right men want to be all up under you they want to hold your hand and they want to cuddle with you before the sex happens the sex happens and the guy is like okay I'm good. I can see you in a few days. I can see you a week from now. I'm I'm cool. But a woman is kind of like, oh, baby, come a little closer. That's hormones. Mm -hmm. We can't control that aspect of it. But the thing that we can control is the reaction. These are things that we know. Okay, if you're in a relationship and you know that after sex, she needs a little more cuddle time. You got to give her a little more cuddle time. Mm -hmm. As a woman, Mm -hmm. you know that, okay, after we have sex, he might need a few days. But... We can meet halfway. Let me get my cuddle time, and then I'll leave him alone for a day or so. Mm-hmm. So it's the communication thing, you know. At the end of the day, yes, we do have all these hormones right. within us, but we still have to be adults about the situation no, too, and have consideration for our partners. Mm-hmm. So, no, going back to it, not to be funny. I know we were joking. No, no, <laughs> no, because I, I, I never knew this existed. Mm-hmm. Can you it, really elaborate on the vasopressin that gene? And I'm quite sure there's hormone. A, hormone, excuse mm-hmm. me, and they're probably ca- opposite or counter hormones to that as well. Like, how does that affect? You say that's the the faithful gene. What about hormone. it makes you? Excuse me. The faithful hormone. Why does that make you faithful? What, is, what does it do to make in your mind or chemically? So make it you it just makes you more attached. Okay. It just makes you a little more attached. Like women can be more attached. And don't let's be clear. Yeah. Every woman's not going to want to cuddle with you after sex right. because every woman doesn't have the hormone enough of the hormone to say, "Oh, let me go ahead and and cuddle with him." No, some women can. But they absolutely... don't tell us that. And so when it finally happened, it kind of hurt your little feelings. Like. <laughs> Well, then how you think women feel? All right, touche. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's when, when people look at it and they say, oh, all men are dogs, that's not true. Just like all women, aren't fa- all women aren't faithful, all men aren't dogs. That's just what it comes down to. People are people and everybody has a decision to make. Mm-hmm. There are some things that, that hormones come into play and people have to battle those things. Mm-hmm. And then it's, just, it's a genetic thing, too. You When you consider things like addictions, right. those are real. And those get passed down from generation to generation. So, you know, these things actually flow in your body. But again, you got to make decisions. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a, the, the way I see it, right? When I first heard of it, I thought to myself, dang, is that like the good guys that finish last? Is that, is that them that have more vasopressin? Because think about some of the guys out there that are clingier than others. Some of the ones that fall in love quickly. Some of the ones that the women are like, no, he calls me too much. I don't really want to talk to him because he texts me too much. But then the guy over here that doesn't text him at all. The guy over here that doesn't call after they have sex. Calls once or twice a month. Gets in, gets out. That one right there, he getting the messages. Boom, boom, boom. Because she, she, she's feeling him. Mm-hmm. But the the guy over here that may have more vasopressin that's really digging her, really pouring into her, she don't want him. Why is so, that? Depends. Every woman is different. Some of it life experiences and things. Yeah, you know, sure. I'm uh, of course I'm gonna go there when I think about um. So let's the, get there. This is like one of those intimacy things, right? Okay. 
if from a cultural perspective, all of us are not always taught. I can only speak from our culture because obviously right. I'm black. Speak from culture, then let's go into male, female, mm-hmm. or men, women. Okay, so um, we're not always raised to understand intimacy and eroticism and what that looks like. Some of us that are raised in a two parent household doesn't mean that we saw intimacy. It just means that we saw two parents. Question then: mm-hmm. You said intimacy and eroticism. Those are are they like are they similar? Do they go hand in hand? They can. If, okay. Okay, I will get to that. Okay. okay. Um, but if you have two parents in a household, right, most of us would consider that's lucky. Mm-hmm. But if you have two parents in a household that, that you've never seen kiss, you've never seen them hold hands, mm-hmm. you've never seen them hug, you've seen them partner up. You've seen them pay bills together. You've seen them come to the school and take care of the kids and do all of these things. You've watched that happen. So you know what it looks like for parents to coexist. But if you haven't watched parents really love you're gonna think that that's love right you're gonna think that oh Ah. i'm paying bills so that's love she should understand that that that's love and she may be thinking well i cooked him dinner so that's love he should understand that that's love Mm -hmm. but the reality is there's an intimacy factor that gets missing in translation in there because we've learned you know i'm we've all heard of love languages but some of that is taught to us too so if you have a relationship right Mm mm-hmm where there are two people and her her love language may be acts of service. She may really want him to wash these dishes and fold these clothes and she may be thinking that might get her hot and bothered if he does these things. Mm-hmm. But his is physical touch. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want to physically touch him because he's not helping her clean up. He's not helping her take care of the kids. He's not doing any of these things. So she's not thinking, let me be all warm and fuzzy because I'm tired as hell. So if you have these two people, but they came from different households. So say he came from the household where the the mother did everything. The father came home from work and he relaxed and the mother came home from work and took care of everything in the house. And, you know, everybody's chilling on the couch, but her. Mm-hmm. But if she was raised in a household where her mother and father were there too, or just her mother was there and the mom was doing everything. And when it's just her mother or if it's two parents in there, their partners, they're going to have a difference of how they understand love. Mm -hmm. This person over here is thinking this is supposed to be a partnership. If I cook, you clean. If I wash, you fold. This person over here is like, "Mm, you're the woman. You come home and these are things that you're supposed to do. So when they get together in the household, what's wrong? He said, yeah. Oh, (laughs) if you get together in the household, now you're going to have conflict. People are going to start to to make sacrifices and compromising for the other one because that's what they were taught, especially as women. We were taught to compromise, to make sacrifices. But at some point you become over compromising and then you become resentful. That happens with men, too. Mm -hmm. So now we've we've gotten into this tug of war in our relationship where the intimacy doesn't exist because what we understood as intimacy doesn't exist in the relationship. Compromising exists in the relationship. So in order to get there, a conversation has to happen. Some type of communication, but it has to be a new type of communication. A new type of communication. What Mm -hmm. is a new type of communication? The new type of communication is kind of forming what your relationship should look like based on who you are outside of being this person's person. And so when you've been in a relationship for a long time, you can get lost in the person and in kids and in life. And you kind of lose who you are. At some point, you got to kind of take some of that back so that you can tell this person, this is what I need. Because that's one of the biggest problems. You get in a relationship and you have problems with things, but you can't tell somebody 
what it is that you need because you don't know what it is you need. Mm, that's real. And so once you start to figure out what, what you need, you're giving it to that other person in a really resentful way. You're, you're lashing out at that person or you're giving them the silent treatment. Well, that's not getting you anywhere. So if you want to rebuild the intimacy, you got to kind of start from scratch. You got to be willing to take the heavy hits. You got to be willing to say, I'm not satisfied or I'm not happy. And it's not the other person's job to make you happy. It is your job to make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. But within a relationship, everybody has to have a level of, of consideration. And that level of consideration means, okay, I hear what you're saying. You're not happy. You're not satisfied. What is it that you need that can make you satisfied? And let me see where I can meet you. And let me give you what I'm not satisfied with. And you can see where you can meet me at. So when the, if the answer to that question, is, to the question of what will make you happy is I don't know. How do you proceed? You got to work on it. Oh. A lot of this stuff takes work. Just like... If there's a problem with your car, you start figuring out what's wrong with it. You get a diagnostic check. You got to work on yourself. We don't always know what we need because it wasn't really taught to us. I love to talk about men and intimacy because a lot of the times men are taught to perform and not pleasure. And I'm, Unpack that because I, I, I might agree with you. I'm about to unpack it. <laughs> so when I, when I say perform, right? <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, but yeah, but yeah, because you about to, I'm about to get on the sofa. You about to about to be a therapy because <laughs> sex makes me anxious. Okay, yeah. So you should um, close your mouth and breathe in through your nose and then out through your nose. It's the nitric oxide that you need in for six seconds. Out for six seconds is going to decrease your anxiety. Okay, so um, when I talk about um, yeah, you looking at me for? Because <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when I say that men are taught performance over pleasure, mm-hmm. it hits you immediately because you know where I'm going mm-hmm. with this. Okay, so men are taught to get in there and smash. Yes. Men are taught to get in there and beat up the... P- Can I say pussy on here? Yeah. Men are taught to get in no, there... No, you cannot say... No, I'm not <laughs> Men are taught to get in there and beat up the pussy. Don't nobody want their pussy beat up. But women just tell us that as well, though. Because we are taught. We are conditioned. Uh, we are all conditioned the same way, okay? Okay, okay. And okay. so we don't really understand that beating up the pussy might make the, the organs have some problems. We don't really understand that we might need to take a Motrin after sex is over. Like we might need to have some bourbon when it's over. And but extra women glorify that, bed. right? They because we're conditioned. Because okay. we're conditioned. All right, all right, all right. Like, and then uh, you know we got we have a lot of things. Black women will love to go out there and suck some dick, but all the rappers go out there talking about how how disrespectful it feels when it, when you make a rap song, oh, slob on my knob, yeah. and then all the lyrics that come behind it make you feel disrespected right. in doing it, but not empowered. Right. If you're gonna do it, I mean, of course. Other cultures can do it, and oh Lord, I hate to go there with white women, but they don't have that barrier. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. it's easier for them. As black women, we come from a culture where most we're of our sexualized. yes, we're overly sexualized. One, but number two, we come from a culture where our great grandparents, grandparents, and parents were religious people. And so when you come from this religious background that says you do not show your ass in the street, you do not act like a hoe, you don't suck dick, you don't get, you don't do all of these things, mm-hmm. you get told don't, 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 don't. And then when you think that you, you may mentally be ready to be sexually empowered, now you got all these songs out here telling you that anything you do that might seem sexual that you really want to do, you shouldn't do. Because now you're a hoe. Now you're a slut. Now you're a bitch. <laughs> Go ahead. You got something to say? Yes, yeah, that time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I done had about three glasses sitting back listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. You've been doing what you're doing. <laughs> a lot of y'all don't be listening to y'all grandmamas, all right? Because the way y'all out here sucking dick, let me tell y'all something. Big mama, big mama, big mama's not in y'all lives. I just want to say that. <laughs> I'm going to finish this third glass and I'll be back with you. But yeah, Molly, what you doing? Keep doing your thing. Okay. Big, so wow. let's, let, let's get to this. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get to the performance and pleasure. I should yes. say- all right, I so, that. No. <laughs> no, message, message. performance and pleasure. Now, yes, if you're taught to beat it up, right? Uh-huh. You're not taught to finesse. You're mm. not taught the the eroticism and the intimacy mm-hmm. and the, the caretaking that right. it, that it, that is required. We're not of, taught to listen, pay attention. Yeah, she, she's responding. Oh, it's, it's getting juicier. Oh, it's not getting juicier. Let me stop. Let me not do that. Yes. Let me do the thing she's responding to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord, y'all got me drinking this damn bourbon. It got me burping on air. Sorry, it's y'all. all good. It's all be edited out. Boom. There you go. Jeez. All right. So, if if what you're learning, right? Nothing. If what you're learning comes from your homeboys, mm-hmm. if what you're learning comes from the strip club or from porn or from a magazine, or your uncles, or your uncles that took you to a strip club or, or got you a prostitute when you were 12 years old because he wasn't really sure if you were gay or straight, because that happens. Yeah. It happens. And the other thing is. Ooh, I'm about to go there, y'all. Go there. We. I'm in the car with you. The other thing that happens with our black men is that when they are boys, they are touched or they have had sex with a girl or a woman that is older than them, and they don't understand that that is molestation. They mm. don't understand that sometimes it's incest. And so now, if you're this young boy, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. If you're twelve, the girl's eighteen. You think, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. Because she's grown and she like me and she got boobs and she has a butt, but you don't know anything about intimate touch. Right. So now you're confusing what a real intimate touch is and this inappropriate touch. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get older and you meet some woman and you're really in love with her, you don't really know the difference, and you may not even be super comfortable with the intimate touch. You may not know what that looks like, and if you mm-hmm. are forced from that perspective. You go, you get a little older, and now you're out here watching porn, and you're digging in the pussy or mm-hmm. beating it up, and all these things that you you think you're doing right, and the girls halfway responding because girls and women respond right. So when you're having sex and you think you're beating it up, at some point she might be rolling her eyes, she might be making noises just to make you stop, and men tend to think that because she's getting louder, it means you're really beating it up. It could mean that she's in pain. And that she wants it to stop, but no one's really paying attention to that. And sometimes women are so used to saying yes that they don't know how to say stop. And once some women get into a situation, they're kind of like, damn, well, I came here and I said I wanted to do it, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Or, no, you're fine. I'm, I came here, I'm going to go ahead and do it because I'm, I'm already here. I committed myself. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to backtrack. So they're going to go ahead and do it. Right. And I mean, that that's a problem in and of itself for both the man and the woman. Because now you're in a situation where there's not connective sex. The older we get, we understand connective sex a little better. You know, like when you're younger, you don't really know what that means. Everybody out there getting there, you're hitting the scans, you're getting your numbers, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But when you get older, you start digging into the connection. You start digging into the spirituality of it all. Mm-hmm. You start digging into the energy. Because now every time you're sleeping with this person, you might be absorbing their energy and you don't know what you're taking home. You even want to want to? I'm always mad, <laughs> bro. No, that's very like, like I just did what? it, and, we, and like, why am I angry now? Because mm-hmm. she's angry. Dang, she been pissed that, off all week. So the sex spirit, is her release. That, that transfer of energy is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That transfer of transference. 
Yeah, that, that energy. That yeah, <laughs> it's real out here, man. Yeah. Go ahead. But I think um, the the other thing too with men is that oh, this is why I chose to specialize in men and sexuality. I did not know that. Okay, that yes. was a specialty. I chose to specialize in men, not because we women don't need it. We women need it, but men tend to think that when the sex is not good in a relationship, that it's our fault. Because men tend to think that we don't desire sex. Oh, no, baby, that no. ain't it. Whoa. That ain't it. Mm. Women desire sex. Women want to have sex. Women love sex. The problem is that y'all don't always give us a reason to love the sex. Explain. So a lot of it, we're, we're like old cars. We got to be warmed up. We got to be finessed. We got to be nurtured. Mm. We have to be caretaken, especially at this age, you know? Um, you got to put a little effort into there. The The intimacy thing starts from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. You got to, it, it's a constant flirt situation. You got to pull somebody in. And we women, we like to, let's call it, we like to be tickled all day. And so you don't have to talk to us all day. This is This is where we have a disconnect. We don't need y'all to be in our ass all day long. What we actually need is for you to be efficient in the way you communicate throughout the day it could be something cute you know what could easily make a lot of things easier for men what's that if you're feeling a woman right all right i'm feeling a woman if you're feeling a woman uh-huh. and she sends you a text in the morning tells you have a good day right you text her back baby you have a better day the effort why you say that i can't use that now <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying it's, it's, it's the level of effort right, right I'm with you. because we we are the talkers we are the verbal people that that's how we communicate so we understand Oh, shit, boy. Okay. You done said, what? Okay. You said something here. Yeah. So now you done changed the day. Uh, you done uh, changed the day for me. So now I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm good for hours. You don't even got to hit me back until I'm off work. Because now you're thinking about me again. Or I'm thinking about you. Whatever it is, she's charged for the day. The, the thing is, you got to both charge one another. And so now this is for the women. Men need intimacy, too. Men are not just thinking, I want to smash and grab. Men want their backs rubbed. They want to be asked, how you're doing? How was your day? Was your day hard? Men want to unpack their shit, too. That's just what it boils down to. Damn, yo. Talk talk to the mic, big brother. (laughs) (laughs) No, the only reason why why I'm sitting back is so they can see. And um, when you get a chance, put your IG out there. Somebody asked for that. Oh, the yeah, IG right is now. Uh, identification. What is it? Tara T A R A H underscore Davidson D A V I D S O N. What was that? Tara T A R A H underscore Davidson D A V I D S O N. But uh, yeah. So many intimacy too. We men, like y'all back. Many intimacy. Told. They need the good energy too, ladies. I'm one too. I get sometimes we get frustrated. We are aggravated. We are tired. We exhaust. We are exhausted. But sometimes we got to call our girlfriend and get that shit off our back before he gets home. Because if you get the shit off your back before he gets home, when he gets home, he can get his shit off his back. Because nine times out of ten, he's not going to call his homeboy and have that outlet. He's going to bring it home and he's going to keep it. And the more a man keeps that tension inside of his body. It breaks down his body. That is stress in you. That is anxiety. It is stress. It is tension. And it breaks y'all down. So everybody needs an outlet. Y'all, are, y'all aren't talkers like we are. We can sit on the phone and talk to our girlfriends for four or five hours and get it all the way together. But that doesn't mean y'all don't have to listen. Y'all still have to listen. You just don't have to listen as long because now we done unpacked it. Mm-hmm. But if you see that we are clearly irate about something, 
I'm gonna need you to be like, all right, baby. What's up? What's up? Go. When we do that, uh-huh. <clears throat> when we do that, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, what do you call it? Not pushback. What's the word? <clears throat> resistance. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of resistance sometimes, and when we ask, baby, what's up? Mm-hmm. And there's always that resistance of nothing. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And now we got to play the waiting game of, you know, the multiple choice in our head. Like, is it me? Mm-hmm. Is it Keisha at work? Mm-hmm. Is it is it her mom? Is it her brother? Is it her baby daddy? Yeah. It's a lot of things that we gotta like sit there and just like you know ponder around the house. So like, all right, well, let me look around the house and let me see what I gotta clean up. Damn, did I leave? Did I leave some? You know, did I leave trash in the bathroom? Trash can? Nope, trash mm-hmm. can is empty. Uh, did I forget to pay a bill? No, mm-hmm. all the bills is paid. So it's like that part being in limbo on how how you're feeling or how how my woman is feeling i'll just word it word it like that mm-hmm. how my woman is feeling is like the toughest part too because now we just sitting there and we're tense because we don't know what you're going to come up with mm-hmm. and then it could be something as simple as <clears throat> i broke my goddamn nail and it's <laughs> <laughs> don't try to play us no, like- <laughs> no, that, but that's a, no, that's a real thing but, though but but i'm just <clears throat> excuse me but i'm just saying like it could it's 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 something it's something minor Mm-hmm. That you know, what I mean, it, it's blowing up, or and I don't mean to say like you know the nail situation. I'm just, I'm just saying like it's something very ma- minor that could have been easily hashed out or brought to my attention mm-hmm. way before it was brought to your homegirl, your aunt, your mom, or whoever else. Like you mm-hmm. could have just brought that straight to me because we talked about this. I want to say last whatever last episode was was published. We talked about this last episode, and we were just like, well, it shouldn't be a whole line of defense of your feelings before you get to me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when we grow an organic relationship, you know, if I'm able to be my authentic self and just be, mm-hmm. you know, free and, you know, really share all my deepest, darkest feelings and everything like that, mm-hmm. it should always be like that across the board. Not that if we get a title or not that if we, um, you know, solidify something on paper or not, mm-hmm. like then it becomes, well, I still need this outlet, you know, to get my feelings out and then I'll bring it to you first. Like, no, this is why we are together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's that's that part. I'm gonna be back here again. So, okay. <laughs> I gotta unpack all of it. I yes. gotta, okay. So let me go back just a little bit. A lot of the times men are reactive and not proactive. So sometimes there's things going on in the house, right? Most women aren't if it seems like it's something minor. It's never something minor. There have been these little things that they've been dealing with and they've been sidestepping and letting it go and letting it go and letting it go instead of speaking. That's a problem that women do have. And I am clear on it that it is a problem. It is a communication thing. We got to do better about it. But we will let it build up and build up and build up. But then by you got a tipping point. Everybody has a tipping point. So by the time that little tiny thing comes and she done broke a nail, that was the last goddamn straw she had was that nail. So now that nail is gone. And everything is about to explode because she doesn't have any more strength. Right. And we all wear a lot of hats, you know. Um, women, I, I can speak because I'm a woman, you know. But sometimes we are tired. You know, we got these kids. We got work. We got school. We got, we got all of these responsibilities. And you, you, you got a gang of girlfriends that might have a gang of shit you got to deal with too. You might have a gang of family that has a gang of shit to deal with. But everybody has stuff. Men have stuff too. Men have their, their whole 
some men take care of the whole house financially. And that's hard enough to get up in the morning knowing you got to do everything in your power to make sure everything in this house runs efficiently. The problem, again, comes back to communication. We don't all come from a long line of family members that were taught proper communication. We come from a long line of people that were, you shush. You don't talk about what happens in this house. You don't tell anybody. So if you come from a household of everybody shuts up and you keep everything in the house, by the time you get a mate, you're not about to sit there and talk about everything that's going on in your mind because you've been taught to internalize it all. Mm -hmm. So now you're internalizing it. And somebody is telling you that I love you. Tell me this. Well, hell, my parents love me too, but they said you don't leave this house and tell people your business. Right? So So we are conditioned this way. So the only thing we can do to save ourselves is to have these kind of conversations. That's the only thing that's going to change us. The only thing that's going to open us up is to, to be open, available. And the one word that we don't like in our community is vulnerable. We fear the word vulnerable because we think that if we are vulnerable, somebody's going to get in there and see us for who we are. And we're terrified of who we are. If you stand in the mirror for 10 seconds and stare at yourself, that's the most difficult thing you've ever done. Because now you're going to see. I just think the mirror going to move and it might grab me. Up. It's not going to do that. <laughs> it's not going to do that. Lie. But you get in there. And the longer you stand there, you start to break yourself down Mm -hmm. and you start to think of all the imperfections. I don't care who you are. You could be the most beautiful person in the world. You stand in that mirror for long enough. You're going to start to see the things that you don't want other people to see. And when that word vulnerability creeps in, you start to realize that you might feel like an imposter. This person might find out who I really am and not love me the way they say that they do. So that's really what it boils down to. Sometimes we get fearful. If she's not telling you what's really on her mind and what's on her heart, it could be because she fears that if you really find out, you might leave. And the, the same could go for you too. So it's just communication. We don't know. We are learning. We didn't come from solid communication, you know. That was one of the biggest reasons that I chose to become a therapist because we don't talk to people and we're less likely to talk to people that don't look like us. We're more likely to sit behind or on a couch or in a chair with somebody that looks like us that can have some type of understanding of where we come from. But it still doesn't happen. But I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, well, we got to get better about this and we don't know about this. I want to be part of the solution, not the problem. Because if I just keep saying that, oh, these problems exist without properly educating myself, without trying to understand things and learn things and get in the community and talk to people, then I'm a problem too. Everybody has shit. I got shit. Everybody got it. But the thing that I understand about our community, too, is that a whole lot of us suffer from PTSD and we don't talk about it. A whole lot of us have trauma that we have not unpacked, that we are terrified of unpacking. And when you get in relationships, it shows Mm -hmm. whether you want it to or not, whether you want to keep hiding it, it's going to show. But you have to be able to trust the person that you're with. And I always say the most dangerous thing you can give to a person is your trust, Mm. not your love. Oh, giving somebody your trust is a you big smart. deal, man. <laughs> giving somebody your trust is a big deal because what you're essentially saying is that I am giving you all of me without fear of what is about to happen. Trust how, let me say giving somebody your trust and not your love. So, like, I hate to say love is a superficial thing because yes. it's not. But it's love a chemical is, imbalance, right? <laughs> Yeah, but you don't always want every single thing to be balanced because that's not really normal either. It's got to be a little bit of this okay. happening for you for you to be okay. But the thing with um, the thing with trust over love, right? People mm-hmm. people can say I love you, right? People fall in love 
they can be dating somebody for 24 hours. You can spend 24 hours with a person and fall in love with them. It doesn't mean you trust them. You can spend five years with a person and say you love them. It doesn't mean you trust them. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to get to the place of trusting a person. And when you do it, that's when you feel betrayed. You don't feel betrayed because you love him or her and they cheated. You feel betrayed because you gave them your trust. You trusted them to go out and do what they were supposed to do and come back home. But that's also possession. Am I right? Is it possession? It is. I'm going to tell you why. Because each person is to be experienced and not possessed. If we walk out here and we understand mm-hmm. that in our relationships we are having an experience and not a possession, mm-hmm. then people are more likely to walk in that trusting circle. Come okay. on now. People are- <laughs> Boy, no. People are more like me. I've been saying that. When you say it's getting Jeremy, no, this is an experience. What is you talking about? I've been saying that, man. Experience me. (laughs) I don't think they want to. (laughs) No, for real. Like, like I've always had this notion like, every person that you meet in life, you have to experience them. Mm -hmm. Like, on, on. Whatever level that you feel comfortable with, of course, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and whatever level that they will allow you to, and whatever you know that you will allow yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've spoken about that, like it's it's an experience, you know what I mean? Like we've we've yeah. spoken about this before, like you know, being you know going on a date with me is an experience, like mm-hmm. but not in a boastful or braggadocious way, but it's just in a way of like this is a moment in time where as though like the energy just needs to be had or just this mm-hmm. time together needs to be just like you meet somebody you see somebody very intriguing and it's like i want to really get to know them but i think the get to know and the and the find out is more just i want to experience that person mm-hmm. on a just a one-on-one level and really see what this person is really about mm-hmm. and as long as both of you guys are being authentic and you know as you're being yourself then mm-hmm. you probably will get the full best experience that you can have but mm-hmm. when you you know when somebody's pulling the punch, it's like, yeah, like, yo, I got all this. And... No, you don't. <laughs> no, this experience is trash because you're a liar. So anyway, like, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, like, so when I think about it, right, people that. people think about um, relationships yeah, as podcast, you, <laughs> you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> people think about um, relationships as, okay, I have to possess this person. This person belongs to me. He's mine and she's mine. And, mm-hmm. and you can use all of the words you want to. But if you look at the relationship from an experience perspective versus an ownership perspective, you can get more out of the relationship. If you know that this person if what you're experiencing together is a very unique situation, unique for the two of you, then you can fully embrace that. You're not going to worry about what he's doing or what she's doing because the experience that you have, the energy that you're creating, the connection you're creating is solid. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to keep walking around saying he belongs to me. She belongs to me because they know exactly where they belong. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly where they belong. And she, you know what I mean? Like, you don't we just we go so far left unnecessarily if what you have is golden with this person it's gonna show period i got a question i got an answer maybe and if i don't i'll look it up okay (laughs) so what do we have to do to work on ourselves so that we can learn to live in the experience versus living in possession sometimes you got to suffer through the possession so the mistake that let me not make mis- let me not say mistake. I mean, you can say mistake. You know, because well, I, I don't I don't say mistakes. I don't I don't want to say a mistake. The life lesson, because you won't get it if you don't 
go through the life lesson. I believe that sometimes we will, we will continuously repeat a situation until we get out of it where we were supposed to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And so if you keep on repeating it, then it's something that you have to address. So when you go in there, kind of figure out what it is that you're looking for in that person. Don't go and try to find what you're missing and find that thing that you're missing in another person because that's not what you want. You want to try to come to the table as whole as possible. It's it's hard when you're younger. But when you're over 35, you know a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Not all of us, but Experienced you know. Experienced a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. You've been through a few things. So when, you, when you've done that, you have the ability to say, okay, let me have these dates with this person. If you go on a few dates with the person, the energy ain't right. Don't keep going. Don't waste your energy and your time because if you're getting yourself to a space of Okay, now I can recognize what I need. Now I can recognize what doesn't feel good to me. You're getting there. You know what I mean? You're halfway there. But if you can't recognize that what you're putting into the situation is negative, then you got to come out of the situation overall. You got to stop dating. You got to stop talking to people because you're bringing a negative impact to their life too. What if they're in a sound place? What if they're healed? Mm-hmm. What if they're ready to, to get out there and, and they're, they're giving good positive vibes? Every day they're not going to be happy. Every day's not going to be a perfect day. But if on this date with you, they're kind of like, oh, you know what, girl? You're looking good today. But you like, I mean, I look all right. I mean, I had a hard day at work, though. You know, if you if you bring that to the table, then he's going to kind of be like, well, damn. Can't I'll try. But let me not keep complimenting her. Yeah. She can't take a compliment. Um, and, it, you know, women, we don't really know how to do that sometimes, too. Sometimes it's either you're looking good, girl. Don't nobody want you. Or, Bruh. <laughs> or, or, you're looking good, girl. I mean, I look all right. Thank you. And then you have some women that you're looking good, girl. You better say it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you just, you got to pay attention to that too, as mm-hmm. men. As women, you got to pay attention to if you're walking past a guy, he's giving you eyes. What's he giving you eyes at? Is he going to say, if, if he sees you walking down the street, is, is he going to say, Looking good in them jeans, girl. Or is he going to say, you have a beautiful smile? We pay attention to that. But we told you're not supposed to compliment a woman's smile. You can't sit, tell a, ask a woman to smile. You don't tell, don't me, to, don't tell to me to smile. If I don't want to smile, I'm yeah. not smiling. Yeah, what's that but, about, man? Well, you don't know I what have, happened in her You day. don't know. And right, then, respect, yeah, it's good and then for me, it's focused. When I'm walking, a lot of times, I'm focused. It's not about what did you do smiling. I'm focused. So... Don't tell me to smile because that's not where my Raise focus is. Yeah. That's okay, man. Now, yeah. I will say this. In, in lieu bike. of saying, um, oh, man, you should smile, girl. In lieu of saying that, give her a reason to smile. Correct. Okay. So if you'd be like, you look beautiful today, uh, instantaneously, I'm gonna break focus because I heard you say I look beautiful. Oh, thank you. And you won't see me smile. Or you can compliment something that she may not be thinking that you're going to compliment. Mm-hmm. That color, that mauve you got on, girl. It look good. Oh, Men don't know that's mauve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I did that ass you. That... Pink. You was going to say pink. No, nah, I just said that ro- rose. I don't say rose. No, it's not even salmon, though. Close enough. But any of those things. Are y'all saying with an F? Mauve. M-O-V? M-O-A-V. He did not pass the spelling B. Well, shit, I had to think about it. We've been drinking. Heard that color. You go, Damn. That was in that was in the sixty four. That was in the sixty four pack. That was that wasn't in the eight pack. I had the sixty four. She was one of the privileged ones. I couldn't afford four Crayola. I had Art Rose. Rose. I had Rose Art. We only went up to sixteen colors. Then he had thirty two. What the fuck is you 
talking about? Yeah. I had the Crayola 64 yeah, pack yeah, with the sharpener. I'm about to say with the sharpener in the with back. With the sharpener. And she had a case. She had a case. She had a case. So your case, your crayons didn't even break. Nope. That's crazy. And if they did break, I would get a new pack. I was. Little broke ass bar and shit. Like, what's Where's the chlorine blue? Where are right. the, the indigo? Where the indigo at? I'm trying to make my water oh, blue, yeah. yo. Damn, yo. But yeah, that's, that's, um, that's one of those things I would consider. Like, if I'm a guy mm-hmm. and I see a woman and I want to talk to her, I want to compliment her, just find that thing, look at her and scan for the thing that you want to compliment her on that's not necessarily fat ass no, big boobs, you know? Um, but you, I mean, you never know. And every woman is so different. So what, what you may say... You have a beautiful smile, may not be triggering to her, mm-hmm. but some women have had such a difficulty in life that if you say that, they may have an attitude with you, but you don't know why. Yeah, people have trauma. You don't know why that may be triggered. She might have been a young child, and some grown man might have said you had a beautiful smile, and he might have touched her. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So these are all kinds of things that we got to unpack when we start talking to people. That's why I don't say nothing. No, no. Well, you need to say something. <laughs> I don't say nothing to none of them, especially when they think they be looking good. I'm like, excuse me, can you pass me the straws, please? <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, can you, ma'am, I need the napkins. Excuse me, yeah, with your titties out. Let me get the napkins. Thank <laughs> yes, thank you. So, what is good. the difference between intimacy and eroticism? Mm, so, eroticism. Eroticism really is about that. Bad words. Sticking <laughs> <laughs> my head. No. <laughs> you don't remember Red Shoe Diaries and stuff, and you had the, the little fuzzy cable. <laughs> so okay. okay, eroticism it really is about the the actual sensual act, the sexual part uh, part of all of this. Okay, the intimacy isn't about sex per se. Intimacy is. When you decide, when you get up in the morning, you walk past her and you graze her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You send that text message. All of this stuff is intimacy. You get up in the morning, you, you share a nice soft kiss. Sh- if you, building a connection. Yeah. It's the, the building of the connection, period. All day long. The, the thing that's going to get that intimate connection solidified is everything that you do in the in-between time when you're not together, too. Mm-hmm. And you, if you get yourself to a place of now you're two ships passing the night, you got to work on it. Every relationship that you're in for a long period of time is going to get stale in, in some places. Mm-hmm. So you just got to do a little bit of work. The, the impact that it makes comes in the bedroom. So if you have a good, solid, intimate connection, that's your conversation, that's your texting, that's your touching. By the time you get into the bedroom, eroticism is a little different. You don't necessarily have to be in love with a person to be erotic. The the eroticism is all of that. Let me grab this feather and I feel like I'm molesting you today. You I'm sorry, boo. Twenty six years. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it it is a matter of those. I let ain't me, been molested today. If you want to okay, touch my you gotta you gotta you gotta you do this. Touch. You know, yeah. you gotta like. <laughs> it, it is it is all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's the literally the erotic. Part of it. It's not just you walking in, smash, 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 bang, bang, bang. Girl, sit on this dick, suck this. No. First of all, don't nobody want you to come in the room and be like, "Girl, let me come in, suck this dick." Don't nobody want to hear that. Okay, <laughs> that might be cute, <laughs> but what she may want, right? So that's sometimes. Sometimes right. you want to be in the kitchen, bang it out because you only got two minutes or five right. minutes or six right. minutes, whatever. You want to bang it out in the garage or in the basement <laughs> or the front. You you got you don't have time for all that. Yeah. But there are a lot of times when you do. And when you have that time, you got to put the work in. 
You got to go in there and you got you have to tantalize, tantalizing. I don't care if you got a blindfold on, you got to feed her a little bit of fruit and you got to tickle her feet. You got to suck some toes. You got to lick some fingers. I don't care what you got to do. But the erotic side of it is everything you do outside of penetrating her. So it's when you <laughs> when you get in there and you're actually taking your time climbing her body from head to toe and climbing his body from head to toe. Because just like a woman wants to be seduced head to toe, mm-hmm. a man does too. A man wants to be able to be kissed and when his once each lip sucked, once his, his ears tingle and all that all those things. Women don't always think about that because we are taught that we want the pleasure. And since mm-hmm. men are we're we are taught the reverse. We want the pleasure and we don't really know the performance all the time. So it's a learning curve and everybody has to be willing to teach the other. If, if women are the sexual objects right now, which we are, women don't have to work as hard in the bedroom. Sorry. Women that's just don't the truth. work hard in the bedroom, but that's y'all fault. I'm going to tell you why it's y'all fault. Okay. Because y'all want to get in there smashing and grabbing and beating up the pussy. Because <laughs> that's we what y'all tired. We, we started on this. Listen, we we underpacked. Go ahead. I got, I got Can I interject one more time, please? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Can you stop saying y'all? Well, I'm well, saying men. Okay. And then I'll say, I'll say men and I'll say women. Okay. I say y'all because y'all sitting right here. Well, I get it, but I, I mean, it ain't me though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let me give this disclaimer. Mm-mm, not triggered, but let I'm, me give this disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not triggered, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just say saying to, just to, to your point of saying, uh, we've you know been through been through things and experienced things, so it it alters you know our intimacy and and wanting to find out the connection is different. So. Yeah, at a certain point, well, I'll just, you know, like I said, for me, at a certain point in growing and learning and things of that nature, like, you you do realize, like, it's time to take a step, take a step back. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, your 20s, you know, from, from let's say, 18, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, like, 25, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's pound gang. It's you like... smirk on your face, though. <laughs> no, <Nah>, because... <laughs> it's a few flashbacks, but... But but I was saying, like, from 18 to 25, like, you know, that's your prime years of, like, really... It's pound gang, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But then after a while, it's like, yo, like, this shit is not fun no more. It mm-hmm. gets to a point, it's like, all right, I done did this part. So, like, mm-hmm. what else can can a woman offer me or what, what other stimulation can I get, mm-hmm. you know, without, you know, us having sex? Mm-hmm. In a sense, so then you know you you start then you start tapping into to your emotional your actual your spirituality you start tapping mm-hmm. into these different things and once you really tap into that you realize like sex really isn't it doesn't need to be in the forefront like it like it like you think it should be mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day as a man you kind of know take care of that bro if you don't mind but as a man you you kind of know like. If she's if she's willing to if she's going to have sex with you or not yeah you know what I'm saying like but as a man if you if you don't realize but when you start doing a uh the little dumb shit like to try to like keep the sexual in the sexual in your windows when mm-hmm. sexual in your windows go like way too long then your focus like sh- shifts it doesn't shift on the emotional the the you know the energy it doesn't it doesn't fo- it it doesn't really you don't really find that connection that you really want. Now it's just all about the sex. And then after that, yeah. you, you might've lost out probably on one of the best connections you could have had, mm-hmm. you know, outside of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, and it's crazy as today, like I had to do uh, sexual harassment training, which mm-hmm. I was telling you. And they were looking at the signs like, well, you know, um, it could be just like, you know, uh, 
there was a scenario where the boss was like at work he called the one co-worker the young girl in the intern or whatever she was he was like yeah i'm trying to find this file i can't find it mm-hmm. you know he gave her the seat he stood up and he was over top of her mm-hmm. you know like he was like oh well it's late you know you want me to take you home she was like nah i'm good i'll take the train he was like nah i got you nah i got you it was just like the the persistence of trying to get her alone and mm-hmm. it's almost like the predator, like that predator, mm-hmm. like feel like that, that insistence of like, no, nah, I got you. I'm a, you know, I'm, I need to get you alone so I could to feel that power. Like, it's just, that shit's like really clown, like clowned out is what I call it. It's just like clowned mm-hmm. out to me. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, you're a grown man. Like it's, you have way more game than what you probably think that you have, but because mm-hmm. you've been enabled to mm-hmm. have this one set game for, 30 something years or 15 years and it's been I don't know how it's been working for you but it's been working mm-hmm. you're not going to deviate from the plan mm-hmm. so when it doesn't work you don't know how to act and then it's she you know then she's a whole bunch of bees and you know ho and mm-hmm. you know you stank and you know you, you try to trash your reputation but because you didn't succeed with your weak ass game now she's all of this other shit like that mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's just like you know that's why I said when you say y'all don't say y'all mm-hmm. because you know a lot of times even with you know men our age, it's like you still we still see, you know, like men our age, like that still do the whole yo shorty, yo pink mm-hmm. pants, yo like yeah, yo shorty, yo yo black pants, leggings, yo glasses, <laughs> and it's like I don't think she's gonna respond to that. But then you can't be the then you trying to be the 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 wiser. Uh, you know the voice of reason to mm-hmm. you, to your brethren, and it's like yo, yo, what you some type of bitch, yo? Like yo, I'm, I'm like yeah, but I'm not a bitch, but like yeah, she probably not gonna respond to that. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you know that kind of makes the paves the way for you know the guys who are in tune. It's like uh, sweetheart, I apologize for excuse mm-hmm. me, I apologize for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell your little friends to shut the fuck up. It's like listen. Look, Sweetheart, you don't got to do all that neither. You know what I'm saying? Queen, you better than that. Mm-hmm. So let me get your number. And then we can talk about you know? but, Jesus. But, <laughs> but, you know, that it, it's just it's just really a, a mentality thing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So. But no, no, I can I can totally mm-hmm. say some men versus yeah, no, no. y'all no, 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 and, no, 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 and no. some women versus I joke when I say what I say, us. but yeah. But, um... <laughs> You know, when I'm speaking in conversation, I'm usually saying we, I get, I get, yeah. and mm-hmm. everything doesn't always pertain to me either, but we are a collective, so. Who sees a sexologist? You said who? Who sees? Who comes to see Anybody. a sexologist? Anybody comes to see a sexologist. The reality is that um, I always say like the sexology is like the fun part of it, right? Yeah. And the sex therapy is like the real deal. Okay, you need more than three to six sessions What's kind of conversations. So sex therapy, you actually have to be a licensed therapist. Okay. okay. But that those are things that you have to unpack because this person has had some type of trauma and you got to work and help this person or they have some type of pain with sex and they have, you know, they got to go see a medical doctor and all these other things. So there's a lot of things that come with women too. It's not just a matter of um, men thinking it's low desire. It's, it's rarely low desire when it comes to women. Women have really high sex drives generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something that gets in the way of that. Whether it's the 
connection with the man or he's not there's not enough foreplay there's not enough intimacy um it it could be painful sex and that could be a medical issue that could and especially if she's had children that could be one of those things um pelvic congestion syndrome that is when the veins in your lower abdominal area are just larger you've had children you've had a lot of compression um there could be vulvodynia there could be um pain with penetration there are a lot of things that women come with and sometimes they take it on the chin and we, especially black women, we have a habit of ignoring pain. So, you know, something might hurt and we'll just roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. And truth is, the <laughs> having a headache, sex can help a headache, but it will not help a migraine. So these are the differences. So men learn that, oh, if you have a headache, you should have sex because it's going to get rid of it. But it's not going to get rid of a migraine. Mm-hmm. So if she's actually suffering from a migraine, you've got to chill and you've got to kind of tend to that need, that nurturing it's going to get you better sex. Um, anybody. I would agree to that. <laughs> I found that out like the long way. Mm-hmm. Nurturing is going to get you better sex. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's anybody that if you need, uh, say they're not comfortable with fellatio or you're not uh, comfortable with cunnilingus eating pussy. If you're not comfortable <laughs> with those things and you need the tips, if you're not comfortable mm-hmm. with intimacy or eroticism or you need some help. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. (laughs) And you know, it's things down to some women are not comfortable with initiating. This is a huge problem that I've heard men say over and over again. I'm always the one that has to initiate sex with her. She never comes in and is like, oh, we need to go ahead and have sex. Or she never she never starts to flirt into having sex. Anytime we have sex, she's the person that's like, oh, we need to do it. Because the reality is in a relationship, the carrier of the pussy is the controller. You come in there, and if you don't want to have sex, sex ain't happening. If the woman doesn't want to have sex, it ain't happening. It doesn't matter how much you're trying to persuade it. If she really doesn't want to do it, she's probably not going to do it. And if she does do it, it may not be as good. But if it's if that's been if that's been how it is, if you've always been the initiator, then you got to stay the initiator, or you have to help her learn how to be the initiator. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying, okay. I always initiate and she'll always give it to me if I initiate, but sometimes I want to feel desired too. I want her to want to take my clothes off. Hey, yo. Yeah. I want, yo, initiate me. (laughs) Fuck. So so that's what you want. It it sounds weird in there. Yo, my fault, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He took his earphones off. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds weird in there, bro. Nah, man, initiate me, man. Shit like that, yo. Like. Yeah, like yo, brush the side of my face or something like dog. Like that's real though. Like something, nah, nah, yo. No, nah, let's get on this real quick. Hold <laughs> Fuck, on. nah, I got, I got. Nah, I'm talking like the camera's not here, man. <laughs> no, yo, because initiate me, man. I'm, ex- I've, I've experienced like I don't think women are very intimate because to your point earlier, they don't have to be. Women don't have to be. Mm-hmm. And you said it's men's fault, but men are typically the initiator. I don't find women. Spend time kissing on the ear, kissing on the neck, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But they want all of that desire, which is fine. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then socially, I guess men are not. It's it's frowned upon if you say like I want that too. Now you look at like some type of punk or something, right? Yeah. Like the fuck. <laughs> but but are y'all? But are y'all looked at th- that way? Like have but y'all, y'all actually? Yeah. Have y'all actually said that? And then a woman was like, "What you a punk ass bitch or something?" Have not you actually? Like, was it an assumption? Has, has okay, it happened? First of all, let me tell you something. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> you ain't never gonna call me no punk ass. Bitch. All right then. Oh, so right. tell me, did it actually happen? Did y'all say to your woman, you know what, baby, I wouldn't mind if you kind of come no, come okay, get me, right, okay, come okay. get me. The answer, your oh, go ahead. Let me. So yeah. it be it be. Yeah. My fault. I'm doing a lot. 
So it's times and situations where it'd be like, um, let's say the, the whole, we had sex and then it's like days in between. Mm-hmm. So sometimes <clears throat> we as men, I'll say we as men, mm-hmm. us, y'all, whatever. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we will purposely go without the communication to see like how we are desired. Mm. Huh? Look at that. Okay. I, I feel that. Okay. I, I feel that. Too much tea. No, 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 no. <laughs> nah, nah, you still nah, good tea. Nah, you nah, still nah, good tea. Nah, 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 but sometimes nah. we will see we will we will not the communication will be lessened to see like, all right, am I desired? In which in what way am I desired? Well you notice. Right. Yeah. right. So then we will notice a pattern of text messages at a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. We all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, big head. Hey, what you doing? Mm-hmm. But we, but we know what those text messages are. I recently mm-hmm. called somebody out on it. I was like, you trying to, you say we only see each other late at night. I was like, no, you only text me late at night when you're drunk. Well, mm-hmm. jam. <laughs> but so that is um, one of those things that I speak to. Y'all want some more? About. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That is one of those things that I speak about um, with the the men and intimacy thing because men do require a certain amount of intimacy too. But that's one of those things that we have to teach to women also. Um, For some women, it's very easy, you know? Some women, they just can walk around and look really good and they don't have to really do much. Most women, I feel like, but yeah, they don't really have to do much. And so, when it comes to the bedroom, oh, let's talk about Kim Kardashian's porn for a second. Oh, that was late. Yes, that's and that's the perfect example. Like, that shit was garbage. It's the perfect, it's the perfect wow. example the perfect because example. she literally did nothing. But be pretty, and she is almost a billionaire because of it. Oh, she was trash. And, and like she didn't have to do anything, and she's desired by so many men, knowing what happens in the bedroom. Still, they know what happens. So this is why I say some of that. Is the fault of the man too, mm-hmm. because you get yourselves in these positions, right? You get in there and you smash, 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 and you never really expect more out of the situation. When the sex happens initially, everybody has a position to play. Mm-hmm. You can change those roles a little bit as sex is happening, but it doesn't really happen. You get in there and your ego gets in there, so you get in there and you got to smash and grab, you got to smash and grab, and it keeps happening because your ego is in there. Now you gotta, now you're outdoing yourself. Because in your mind you're thinking, oh, I killed it last time. I gotta make sure I kill it again. Then I gotta kill it again. Because so, I need I need that group chat to be popping. Okay. <laughs> so, I need her asking her friends. But like. that's but that but that makes you your worst enemy now. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly. But that's what society tells me though. Yes. Otherwise my, my man has, oh, no. <laughs> Otherwise my masculinity is that question. That's what society tells me. So we so so She's Latera's saying that we don't text about that, and sometimes we don't, That's right? We we text. I'm gonna tell y'all when we text about it, right? Mm-hmm. When we it's trash, we text about that too. We don't just text because y'all don't went in there and bang, 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 banged it out. But when I sent flowers or something, let me know. Let me tell y'all when we gonna text about it, right? We gonna text about it when we felt it. When you got in there and you did some shit to <laughs> us that we've never had done. We didn't had to smash and grab to beat the pussy up to eat the pussy, eat the box. We didn't had all that, okay? But when somebody comes in there and they smash know something, mm-hmm. 
that you did not know existed, this man and went from here to here in the, the slow, agonizing way that your soul connected, that your energy is given to him. Not because you want to give it to him because you don't have a damn choice. Mm. You don't put your soul on the ground for this particular man because he's put thought into what he's doing in that bedroom. Yeah. So it's a little different, right? So that's what we're texting. Now we texting. We're not texting, bitch. He fucked the pussy up. We texting, bitch. <laughs> That's what we're texting. It's turning me on right now. It's trouble that comes with that, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Woody, right now. After that, after that, after that, that session. How how are you feeling as a woman? Ah. I I just you just laid your soul out Mm -hmm. for me on a platter. You are feeling like, and then I made you pancakes in the morning or something, right? Oh, you make oh you make pancakes. We ain't got one forever. (laughs) Listen, listen. I'm saying if you go, if if I put thought in y'all, hear that shit. Listen. Listen. You see that? You the you reason why. She, she, she's a problem because that comment was problematic. It was, I will say that it was a joke. The comment joke. was problematic. It was a joke. Yo, sure. Somebody said, "Yo, we have a whole happy hour about it." FLO Cool J. Oh, Cool J. Cool J. That's a so not. What Cool J say? We have a whole happy hour about it. She said. She said, I'm going to read it like this. Mm. She said, shit. <laughs> LOL. She said, we texted about it. We have a whole happy hour about it. We rated, we rated from jump. And then K-Dot said, facts. Okay. Listen. So so how do you feel when you, Yeah, You laid your soul down. Okay. So when you done laid your soul acts. down, right? That requires. And this is not your boyfriend. This, this is not your Okay. Yeah. This ain't your boyfriend. This is. Somebody you dating. This is the dude you've been feeling, right? Yeah. So, yeah okay. Yeah, so yeah, say yeah. y'all. Y'all been dating a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Or y'all just been talking a lot, mm-hmm. but you haven't had sex yet. Let's just let's just go long and say for three weeks. That's y'all long. Just, that's long nowadays. Man. Yes, it's long nowadays because people right. don't be with the I shit. Okay, you, okay? people yeah. don't be with the I'm shit. Mean, they don't want to have yeah. new new society. I got you. So got people you. always think that if they invest too much time in a person, all these months, mm-hmm. and they have sex and it's trash, they don't waste their time. But if you invested your time the right way your in these months, the sex ain't going to be trash. Even in, mm. in the event it is, you're going to want to make it better. You yes. Have a desire to make because it now you now. care. Now mm-hmm. you give a damn. You're invested in a different type of way. Mm-hmm. But if you had this, <laughs> this soul snatching situation, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a FaceTime group message. <laughs> Let me get y'all. God, y'all got to see my face. Yeah. Y'all got to see my face now because... My soul is with him now. <laughs> How are you feeling towards the My dude? My soul now? is with him. <laughs> How you feel towards the dude, yeah. right? It's a, it's a, it's a real. <laughs> it's a, a pseudo loving feeling. Okay, like eating dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I love dark chocolate though. But it's a pseudo loving feeling, right? Because you've this person has taken the time mm-hmm. to handcraft the way he handled your body and I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm about to have an erotic novel moment but he, he took Come the on, time Fabio. to handcraft <laughs> what he did with your body mm-hmm. so now in your mind you're thinking he could not have possibly done that with another woman because the way that what he did with me what he did with me was so tailored to my body and my body only that that's why he got my soul. Yo. So, bitch, I need you to go get my soul <laughs> and bring a little bit of it back to me because I got to function and go to work tomorrow. But flip side, right? Because mm-hmm. when y'all y'all soul snatch, when y'all get like that, yeah, that's, that's where I'm going. You feel know I me? Mean? When y'all get going. like that, mm-hmm. that's when shit just goes left. <laughs> Call it all the way left, and it's like we Liberal looking like and everything. We looking like, but I mean, at the, we not going front. I'm not, 
I'm not gonna say we. I'm not going front. Mm. Like I wasn't feeling that shit too because you you just know when you when, when, that, when, that, when that, that first that first touch kiss whatever it is you know the the intimacy even in the setting even in even before the initiation of the sex. Mm. That first, like, you know, the, the look and the rub and the touch, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think something about the, you know, the little hand, you know, whatever. You know, I'm like, okay, hand pat. Are we, are we hand rubbing tonight? <laughs> oh, it's about to, okay. But then once once in the bedroom, once, what I say, you listen to her body. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You 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 peep the body rolls. You peep the exhales, the inhales. You What she responds to. You, yeah, you listen to everything. You have to listen to everything. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that, you know, a lot of I won't some people just don't get. Because yeah. if you go straight in from the back, you yes. you don't know anything about you it yet. Done, mm-hmm. boy. Why? Because you you, you don't know do where to touch at. You can't. You 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 need thirty five, forty five minutes to figure on the first attempt. Uh, you sure need that, that to figure out who she is. So mm-hmm. because you my man's girl, <laughs> but knowing that if you get a woman. And she has the 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 physical stature of what this of what you desire. What what is it that you desire? Big booty. Big but that's breasts. what I'm saying. I'm just saying this is in general. She got everything you need. Okay. Everything you need. Got it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you already know. Like okay, my favorite position is from the back. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is Kyle. I'm just saying in general. Got it. Universal man. Mm-hmm. As a universal man, mm-hmm. my favorite position is in the back, and she has exactly enough of what I need. Mm-hmm. So why would I jeopardize everything built up to this point and go immediately to the back shots and be done with it? That's no, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. But but in another you, thing too, every man she's ever been with has done the same thing. Exactly. That's why you cannot you, do you, it. You cannot because mm-hmm. he has she's voluptuous. So every and man she wants she knows that. she takes mm-hmm. over. Yeah. She coming in the room on her on her sang sung shit. Sang sung shit. You know Mortal Kombat like it was flawless victory shit. You know what I'm saying? She coming she coming in the room with that. So it's like, what do I have to do that is gonna separate me from the rest of the soul she done took? You gotta slow down. Exactly. You gotta slow down. Exactly. And so okay. And make it like and sometimes make it like you don't even want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So I got you and I don't. So this this okay. It's all back and forth now. Now I'm taking this shit. You listen. So we about to No no now. We about to We about to we about to go there. All right. So that's good. God damn it. I don't pull You got more water in that month. I do got a lot of water. Alright. Alright, that's but, good. That's good. I got work. Damn, it need to come out the bottle. Damn, I got work. That's good. That's good. <laughs> as soon as he starts pouring, we be like, "That's good." Just <laughs> drink for the bottle, you're fucking. No. He said he classy. But okay, so it's the chair. But so when I say you gotta slow down, right? Let's just take let's take the first time. For instance. The first time is the game changer, right? Anything that happens after the first time, well. Let me be very clear about what I'm about to say. If the first time she has handed you your soul or you have handed her your soul, if you have both had your soul snatched this very first time, you're going to think the second time is going to be trash because the first time was just a fluke. 
That's what you're going to think. The first time, oh, man, it was just really good because we really desired each other. We had a really good connection. So you're not going to think the second time is going to be nearly as good. The second time can be better. I'm going to say this again. The second time can be better. The third time can be better because it really depends on what you do to develop that connection. Because how did you get there? Every single sexual experience can be good. I don't care how big the dick is. I don't care how big the ass is. All of those things don't make a difference when you have a solid connection. It is about what happens between those two people. So if you go in there and you take it slow, right? If you, let me speak from the woman's perspective. I'm not going to speak from your perspective because you men are kind of built to perform and not necessarily the pleasure portion, but we have to learn more of the pleasure part. Mm -hmm. So if, if we take control of the situation, right? So ladies... If we go in the situation and we are on top, okay? You have your music on. Everybody should have a good, solid playlist. And for all the folks out here that ain't shit, y'all got the same playlist for multiple people. Just tell the truth. you got the same playlist because it works well with your bodies. But if... Bourbon and Vibes got like 4,000 songs, so... I can neither confirm or deny. But so, okay. Universal. If you... Universal playlist. <laughs> now, I go... I know... I use albums. So, I go, if I do it, I'm going to do an album. album? Yeah. Mm. First album that comes to your mind right now. Go. Right now? Uh, mm-hmm. Ari Lennox. First album that comes to your mind right now. Thank that you. Jamie Foxx, that unpredictable. First album that comes to your mind right now. Oh, um... D'Angelo, the voodoo. I'm lying. I'm lying. It's Joe Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which one? Ooh, the third one. Crown Roll on Ice. Yeah, the third, one, yeah. the third one. Okay, so now everybody in their mind has the album. Yeah. All y'all got the album in your mind that you know it gets your body where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if the women, God if the women are on top, right, she needs to really fully control the situation. Everybody got to close your eyes because I'm about to go there. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> Hit that light. <laughs> so all right. You 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 have your mate. Mm-hmm. A man or a woman, because you know, people can be bisexual. Yeah. I, I love people to, to be in their sexuality. Me. Whoever is on the bottom, ladies, if you're the one that are on t- that's on top, you start from head to toe. You're gonna slowly kiss and slowly lick every single thing from head to toe. You're gonna go very slow. It's gonna be very agonizing. When you get all the way back to the top, do not Get on top. Do not allow penetration just yet. You slow grind just on top of the shaft. Go slow. Let the moisture hang in there. Feel it all. Mm. Grind. Follow the music. Feel it. Because in those moments, you are so ready to go. You're so ready to go, but you have to deny yourself just a little bit of pleasure. Because what's going to happen the moment that you do place yourself on top is an explosion that's not going to end the sexual experience, but it's going to begin the experience. So just pull yourselves out of your normal routine a little bit and go a little slower. That should take you a good 30, 45 minutes just to go there. When you get on there and you're rubbing on the shaft, you're just rubbing. You're not putting the head in there. You're not rubbing the head on the clitoris. You're not doing that. You're just slowly grinding the clitoris. And the clitoris is not just a little button in the middle. It is all of that. The bulb is all of that. Right before you enter. It's really big. (laughs) So you use that to your advantage. Because most women do not ejaculate from penetrative sex. Mm -hmm. They 
ejaculate from the clitoral stimulation. So the more they're grinding on the shaft of the penis, the more likely they are to have a heightened orgasmic experience. But both of you are. Because now she's pulled you to a different place. Now she done did some things to you that you didn't expect the person to be able to do. Now she done made the soul snatching occur. So by the time she sits on it, y'all are done. Everybody's done. And you had good sex. So now she can just slowly ride it out. <laughs> oh, y'all came back. I was gone for, I was gone for too long. <laughs> now she can just slowly ride it out. And y'all are good. I need a napkin. Take your time. <laughs> I need a wet nap. <laughs> you know, one rag. <laughs> one wet white. Man. Just take your time. Slow it down all right, a little all right. bit. That's it. We got to get out of here, yo. This is a tantra moment. Tantric. I love to, tantra. Tantric tantric. sex is important. Okay, Diddy. It is not about the penetration. It is about everything you do before the penetration. It head. makes the penetration great, <laughs> but it's about everything you do before that. Okay, okay. Here you go, Kyle. You got, you got something? Y- y'all okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So I'm, right. I'm gonna take it here now. My fucking sack is empty. <laughs> wow, fam. Wow, man. Man, listen. Nah, nah. Y'all let me drink this shit, but look. You chose. You have agency, man. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. You have agency over yourself. Control. I wasn't supposed to say that? No. No, I'm just... Never mind. (laughs) Anywho, all right. Have you been to D.C., right? You've been to the... Nah, nah. Nah, not yet? Not yet? Nah. Forget that damn question. Uh, We ain't even doing that. (laughs) It was a good one? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What was your question? The question. But like, you said we ain't doing it. Yeah, the question. Like, what was it? It's the same question. You already know the question. Oh, that one? Yeah. Like, how would you say yeah. black men or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that? No, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, we already in this level, right? right. We, can't, we can't go from that to... She might... All right, all right, all right. I don't know, yo, but like... What you got? Shoot and shoot, yo. Shoot and shoot. Yeah. So you at... <laughs> I don't know where she at. Where we at? She might be at Taboo. I don't know. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Go ask your question. Yeah, so we had taboo, and you know it's it's a it's it's a rare it's a couples night. Mm-hmm. It's a couples retreat night, and you're hosting. Okay. So okay, let me get my shit together. So you're hosting, mm-hmm. and you ask. All the men in the room. What is your most? You said something earlier about your intimacy. What I say? A lot. No. <laughs> so you ask all the men to not perform, but to. Oh, please. Please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ask all the men in the room to please their woman. And then I ask all the women to not no, please no, no. the poor woman. No, 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 no. You ask all the men to slow down. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I didn't jump the right. Y'all. You, you, you ask Yo. all the men to please that woman without touching them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So what should they do? Wait. Did I ask her? Right? I, I like where you're going. You got, you, she got to get the question now. You said yeah, the same. Right. So, so with. You got to help me out. <laughs> you asked all of the I'm men. I'm not good with this shit because I don't do it. <laughs> so, so she asked all, I'm not all of the men to uh, please. Everything good? Mm-hmm. Oh, please the woman without touching them. Mm-hmm. Then what? 
there's you set the scene, but it, we have oh, extra questions. Oh, I fucked up. That's what I'm okay. okay, so we in taboo, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's couples night. So, so you're hosting. Really the, you're hosting the 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 taboo night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as the first as the first uh, activity of the night, what do you suggest that the men do for their women? There you go. Okay. So. That's what so you got it though. I, I was there though. Yeah, rebound. I had to rebound her, but I wasn't supposed yeah. to do that part. But go ahead. Okay. So <clears throat> it kind of depends on what what they have on hand too. So you're saying that they can't touch them at all. Don't take my question because I, I I jumped the gun too because he was thinking. Yeah, because I'll answer. <laughs> I asked the question for you, but um, yeah. Okay. So they have to be able to please them. So. Should it be more please them without penetration or is it without okay. penetration? Okay, without penetration because that so, should that should it would need to be. I would suggest that they go against their traditional routine. Mm. So if what you typically do when you when you get mm. her home is you kiss her, you give her a nice seductive kiss, you suck her ear, you lick her belly button, you eat her out, and then you get in you you get in there, change that routine around a little mm. bit. So, because it'll become very predictive, you know, like women, will, they'll start to expect, okay, this is what he about to do. Here we go. So, <laughs> and vice versa. But, yeah, 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 and vice versa. So, you, you kind of want to surprise her. Mm-hmm. And e- even if it's down to how you do it, because the thing is, you want to be able to, if, especially when it's a, a relationship you've been in for a minute, you want to be able to get in there. And make that person feel like it's a whole nother person they sleeping with right now. Mm. Especially in that environment. If you're in taboo, then you want something extra. You want something fresh. So you got to give her something that you might have wanted to try on her before, but weren't sure how it would be received. So that's, that's the place that you do that. If you decided that, say you have a foot fetish you didn't know that you had. Well, I guess you're sucking some toes now. Or if... The, the little things you don't know, think about all the erogenous zones that people don't touch at all. There are so many things. Every single part of your body, your skin is your biggest organ and it's your most sensitive one. So you get in there and there's so many things you can lick, touch, kiss that you don't even know what's going to drive you crazy. People always go for the normal things. Ears, neck, breast, um, belly button, vagina, penis. Um, thighs, toes. People always go for these very basic things, right? But you have all of these things in between. What if the back of her calf drives her crazy? What if that's what it is? What if the back of her arm sends her running out the door? Like these are all these little things that you don't know. Uh, of course, I'm gonna talk about the men when you ask me the question about the men, but you didn't ask about y'all yet. Y'all asked about me, mm-hmm. oh, uh, us. But you, you really gotta dig into what you wouldn't traditionally do. You got to jump out of your own box because men get into a place of security. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this is going to get her there. Right. So let me go in there and do this thing that I know is going to take her there. But why? You have a whole new Pandora's box to open together. Open it. This assumption is we're together because mm-hmm. a lot of the mundaneness comes from we just do what we do. Mm-hmm. We may go get something to eat, get a movie. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Why, why am I expressing more effort? Or why, why am I putting more intention into it mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be forever if it is a forever thing i'm saying but i'm saying so often it is not a forever thing yeah so mm-hmm. it's going to be mundane it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. but it, 
there's is not necessarily a uh, incentive. And you know, a lot of times people fear explaining or informing mm-hmm. their mate that they want a little bit more sexually. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to say that you know I might like to be choked or I'm or a guy might like to be blindfolded. Some mm-hmm. people don't want to say these things because they fear how it's going to be received. That's true. But a place like Taboo is a is it's, it's it's perfect it's for, it. for everything. Yeah. yeah, that's a perfect place for it. You want to experiment? That's where you're going to experiment. At. Right. So I'm still asking my question. I don't care. Ask your question. question. All right. So you in DC? Mm-hmm. You walking into the African American Museum of History and Culture. Mm-hmm. So you go through the museum. You walking outside, and someone grabs you. They say, "I heard you on the podcast. We've been looking for you. It's your turn to speak." So they grab you to a podium, and you're outside. You looking, Washington Monuments in the back, the Capitol buildings to your left, the uh, Lincoln Memorial to your right, and you look out. So you're at the podium. Like, what am I supposed to talk about? So you see, I see a black people. You look closest to see a black man Yet the real brother much mm-hmm. So you get to ask a million black men one question And they'll each answer What do you ask? Five million black men What do I ask? I would ask what do you need? If I had any question that I could ask Black men it would be what do you need? For me mm-hmm. um, Of course I love to talk about men and intimacy right. But the the reason that men and intimacy is important to me is because men are the keepers of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. They are the head of the household. And unfortunately, a lot of times women are the head of the household also. Um, but the reason that what you need is important is because if men are allowed to express and to receive in the way that they need to, mm-hmm. then they can run the household a little bit differently. It won't be from an authoritative, authoritative perspective. Gotcha. It will be from a partnership type of scenario. If they understand that they're going to get what they need, they're going to give the women what they need too. A lot of times when we work in a deficit in our households, it's because the men aren't getting what they need and they feel stressed and strained and fear saying it. So if you're a man and you fear saying, baby, I'm stressed. I don't know how I'm about to make ends meet. I don't know how I'm about to do this or that. If you have that fear sitting in you, mm-hmm. well, now you're walking around with all this stuff on your shoulders. And so when you go home, you can't even hear what she's telling you for you to fix the things that she's dealing with because you've got so much stuff going on in yourself. So if men are like, oh, you know what I really need? I really need her to just listen to me or I really need a back rub or I really need her to help pay half of the bills. What if that's what it is? Men don't want to always say that because it feels like now I'm not a man anymore. Mm-hmm. But you may need that time. You may need her to help. Because what if she gets a whole paycheck and she keeps her whole paycheck and she gets to go shopping or whatever. But he really need y'all are trying to get somewhere. If you've been renting a house for the last six years and you really want to buy, it may take her chipping in, doing these things so y'all can get where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So to me, everything is about understanding what a person needs to get where they need to go. Okay. So that would probably be my question. Of course, if I got to go deeper, I would always be like, and then what? Once you tell people what you need, what do you do with the information now that you've told them what you need? Like everybody has a part to play. Mm -hmm. So now that you've said what you need, what do you do? But I think that would be the question that I ask because you got to kind of ask a question that's going to be open ended. Right. Yeah. So so if you ask, what do you need? My response. Well, before I answer that question, I've noticed I've noticed several of our guests, probably 40 percent of our women guests that are asked that question it's all relating to what do men need 
very interesting. Very interesting. So I, I need to think about that more and see uh, why. But what do I need? And then what? What do I need is you to have patience with me. Mm-hmm. And then, so then, once you have patience with me, then what? Mm-hmm. I need I need that that time that patience to kind of figure out myself, mm-hmm. like and figure out who I am, mm-hmm. um, and who I want to be, and how to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how do yeah. you do that within the relationship, though? That's a good question. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. See the therapist in me. Yeah. <laughs> the therapist in me is like, well, got, I feel one hundred eighty-five dollars an hour. Uh, the, uh, that's what's up, man. I don't she know. It's been a great episode. Are you not going to answer? Wow. Oh wait. What do you got a question? Oh, you you got to answer the question? Yeah, we both do. Yeah, my okay. fault. Typically what going, what do I need? Yeah. What do you need? And then, and what? then what? What do I need? Uh, I just need you to... I just need your understanding. And I, 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 I do need patience. Mm-hmm. I do need patience. So, so and then what? Mm-hmm. And you keep being patient. <laughs> <laughs> and for how long? What are you talking about? Until I, until I tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Sit your ass right there. Be patient. I'll be right back. Wait right here. I'll be right back. Nah. Nah. But but patience is a... Patience and understanding is a, is, a, is basically my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an understanding that you're not always going to be my top priority. Mm-hmm. And it's just having that patience of when I can prioritize you. You have kids? I do. Yeah, and I think um, I, I've had I've had so many thoughts on this situation, especially when people are single and dating with kids. If a man has children and he prioritizes you over his children, it is impossible for him to be a good father. Facts. And the kids have to take priority. You can love a person. This goes for both people. If you're dating a woman and you've become priority, she can't be a good mother. We have to, sometimes we got to make allowances too. I've dated a woman and I'm like, how do you have so much time to spend with me? You've Mm -hmm. never told me, no, you can't do something. You have a child. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. Makes me yeah. I mean, and sometimes like women, we we juggle a little differently than guys do. We, we you know we we kind of juggle. Tuesday, Not all night, of us. You shouldn't be able to come to the movies with me. Oh yeah, but I can't speak for her. I don't know her life. I don't know. I mean, I don't know everything. But I, it's just it's, it's it peculiar. If, if the roles were reversed, you would be you would be curious. A woman would be curious. Some women would be curious. And so it's some sometimes single women that have no children. Not you, because you're considerate sometimes. I am very considerate. Sometimes. <laughs> when it comes to me, you, you, you're not as considerate as you should be. You don't appreciate me. I don't. I'm kidding. But um, the thing is, when, when some women that have no children are dating a guy that has children, especially if he has multiple children with multiple women, it is very difficult for them to see that sometimes ultimatums come in. Mm-hmm. And a woman had the ultimatum as well. When an ultimatum comes in with a man that has children, if he chooses you over the children, now you have to wonder how he actually prioritizes life. Period. Because the children have to be important. These are the people you brought into this world. And so, if if he decides that, you know what, I'm going to be with her instead of being with these kids all the time, you're ultimately choosing. For him to be with you and not his kids, 
And if you're saying that that's what's important to you, when you have a child with him, you're going to think that your child is now more important than the other children when that's not the case. He has to be able to spread himself out as far as possible for all of his children. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's so many different factors when it comes to trying to date, especially for you guys as single men with kids. Mm -hmm. That's a difficult thing because that's something you got to pay attention to in the beginning. How does she feel? Does she have kids of her own? How's the father in the relationship? And the same with women. How is the, the relationship with the father that they have for, the, for their kids and so on and so forth? There's a lot of other variables than just energy and how you feel together and uh, how the sex is. It's not just that because you have a whole family to consider. Even if it's one kid or 15 kids, oh that's still your family. Mm-hmm. So... Now you got a lot of other variables to consider. And if this woman is not considering that or this man is not considering it, that can't be the person for you. That's it. Oh, wait. She told me to tell y'all. Oh, <laughs> you better. I'm but I do have an event coming up on October 26th. October 26th. That I is do. a Thursday. Uh, it's a Saturday. Saturday. Sunday. It's a Sunday. October 26th at 2 o'clock at the Gallery of Nothing. No, it's a Saturday. It's not Sunday. The 27th is a Sunday. Let me look at the calendar. The 27th okay. is Men's Day. 27th is Men's Day. It's a Saturday. Yeah. yeah, it's a Saturday. You're right, because mm-hmm. I changed it from being a Sunday to a Saturday, Saturday. because Baltimore is a football oh. city, yeah. yes. and I didn't want it to be in the middle of the Ravens game. Okay. So it's a Saturday at 2 o'clock, and it is called Provocative Play, and the event has very limited tickets. There's only 24 tickets. Mm. But what the event basically is is kind of a sexy twist on trivia. So it's going to be um, some more d'oeuvres, some drinks, and some tips, erotic information. But instead of me just talking to people, telling people what to do in the bedroom, I figured a semi-game day would be better. So it'll be kind of like brunch. And I, the hors d'oeuvres that we're serving are aphrodisiacs. So everything is a teaching moment because I love to teach. Is there, is there a, a limit on men and women that can participate? Mm-mm. Anybody, anybody can come in. It doesn't uh-huh. make a difference uh-huh. of who's there. Um, of course, in a perfect world, I would. 12 and 12. Right, yeah. in a perfect uh-huh. world. But if that's not the case, that's fine, too, because the goal is to have the event every three weeks. Uh-huh. But we're going to see how this one goes. You should do one on a Wednesday. Hmm. Oh, I see. I polled how yeah. Wednesday would go, but I would go anywhere at okay. any time because right. I think it's a great event. It's a great way to get the information to people and a great way for people to meet one another. Yeah. So, especially singles especially singles okay. because it's like there. I'll be saved in the morning yeah like I think <laughs> I think when I think about it um, there's a lot of speed dating and matchmaking going on but if you put people in a place of kind of a sensual game night where they're getting a feel for one another there's information being handed but it's early enough in the day where they can determine that when they leave they can go on a date afterwards or if they want to talk to the other person afterwards yeah like i have a method to my madness i I want people to be able to have a conversation afterwards and not be so tired knowing they got to get up the next day for work so but yes or church but it is called provocative play it is on eventbrite Tickets are twenty dollars a person. It comes with hors d'oeuvres and your drinks. Okay. And Where's it at? is at the gallery of nothing. You did say that. Where's the gallery of nothing? I would love to tell you exactly <laughs> what address it on. But it's in it Baltimore. Is, but it's in right. Baltimore okay. Yes. All right, so y'all done gave me all these daggone drinks. And I so, but it's on Eventbrite, everybody. So go, go check it out. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna and there are up. limited tickets, twenty four mm-hmm. only. Yes, it's only. All right, I'll get tickets. a ticket, and if I can't, I'll just somebody else can go. Y'all need to go. This was dope. Yeah. We had a good time tonight. So, um, shout out to you, dope ass chick, a dope ass chick of the week oh, by association. You. you already know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man, that's cool. You know, uh, we 
I'm ready to go. Let's roll. Yeah, I'm ready to go. So, yeah, I already know what it is, man. Every Wednesday. Uh. <laughs> yeah, every Wednesday, man. One Love Wednesdays at Montego. Every Wednesday, uh, 6 to 10. Actually, excuse me, uh, time change, 8 to 12. So, uh, mm-hmm. One Love. Yeah, exactly. I can uh, it. One I Love Wednesdays at Montego <laughs> Bar and Grill, 1818 North Charles Street. Every uh, Wednesday, 1 to 12. Um, pull up, man. It's good vibes. Good island vibes. Shout out to DJ Protocol. Killed it last. Killed it this past Wednesday. Uh, it was a great vibe. Thank you for everybody for coming out. Um, I'm good. I'm ready to go get some I'm wings. Good. You good? I'm good. good. You good? good. We're good. <laughs> You're cool. And uh, yeah. So as always, man. Love life. Pick your glass up, sister. And libations, libations. I said.